Mics are hot. Another week, another episode. Like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you want to support the show, go to 91octane.com. Use code SHIPBOX, that is S-H-I-P-B-O-X, for free shipping over orders of $35. Get some swag, get some coffee. I don't know. Let's start the show. This thing is a freaking monster. Welcome to 91 Octane. I am John, and the guest host for this week brought me Japanese whiskey, Senor Eli Villa. Welcome to the show, man. How you doing, handsome? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? Oh, dude, I'm hydrated and yeah. I'm happy to be here. Happy to see you. All happy the way, to see hailing God. all the way from Washington. Yeah, over a thousand miles away. Yeah, yeah man. The flight's a lot better than the drive, I'll tell oh, you that Oh, right I now. guarantee. Yeah, you can tell that's a Hymet, too, coming oh, around God. here in a race car. <laughs> Dude, Hymet, uh, I love that, man. Yeah, but Mr. E-Villa Motorsport, Mr. Race Car Driver, Mr. Fabricator, Mr. MBA, Mr. Cook, you know, Mr. <laughs> Roofer, you oh, do all God. the, you're the renaissance man of 91 Octane, you do it all. You well, know what the motivation for that is? What is? I'll have you know. Psychosis? So, I know, right? Like ADHD <laughs> yeah. and whatnot. It it's uh it stems down from the same motivation you have. It's like you know what I can you know I can pay twenty grand to somebody to do my roof. Yeah, or I can just like uh, break my back and suffer and like reconsider life decisions <laughs> for about five days and redo the roof myself for about five to seven grand. Well, seven grand total what it came out to be for me to redo the roof. Really? Yeah, yeah it was still expensive. Yeah, roofing materials were five grand. Uh, disposal fees and every other knickknacks here were about a grand. And my neighbor, who's a professional roofer, he, he helped me out a lot to, like, to set up the shingles and guided me through it. I did a lot of labor, like setting up plywood, putting all this new stuff on. And uh, he just guided me through. I love him. He's almost 50 years old, and he's still doing roofing. I'm like, dude, I don't know how you can do it. Because I was... I wanted to cry after the first day. Yeah, dude, I wanted to cry just watching your stories, it man. It was just like, you can hear the fatigue in, in oh, my voice. Yeah. I was just so done. I was like, no, this has 7, to be 7000 in materials. That's how expensive materials well, still are. It was five grand, and then it was another grand in just like disposal because I got a dump, like, uh, I got like the dump truck guys or the yeah. trash guys to yeah. drop dump a giant truck. bin. Tru- tru- just a giant bin in the back, and I could just throw the plywood and everything, all the roofing material, all the old scrap and junk. I can throw it in there and then have them collected when it's completely done. Damn, and man. then I give it a, a grand to my neighbor because he, he helped me out a lot. Yeah, uh, dude. Dude, he made me look like such a poser. <laughs> he made me look like such a poser. Oh, it was I'm like, sure. Yeah. It was like the equivalent of being HVD1 and thinking, all right, I got this, and just being schooled by a time trial guy. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, God. It was I'm like, sure. Oh, Experience, man. Yeah, dude. He was Ex- just, How he long was did it take you to finish, uh, start to finish? So start to finish, I started tear down Wednesday, started fixing plywood Thursday, and then started setting up... Um, everything prep work friday and then saturday and sunday was laying down shingles and the only reason we didn't finish that weekend was because we ran out of shingles Damn. and then afterwards we didn't touch the roof for like a week because we had like 106 degree weather and oh. we can't you can't t- you can't get on the roof when oh, it's hot. you're baking well not only are you baking but you'll tear the roofing material off oh it starts to like yeah, get it soft it starts to get yeah. soft and then it'll just start pulling apart he's like yeah you don't want to do that i'm like yeah i don't want to do that either buddy 
Damn. Well, I guess you didn't know this is an automotive podcast. We're talking about roofing, and that's okay because Evila <laughs> does everything. But we're gonna, t- we're of course, like always, we're gonna start with our headlines, and I want you to help me come with our headlines for this week. First one being, in an attempt to make the most of the end of the F1 season, Ferrari team principal has started drinking Red Bulls, and it has worked. I don't know if you've been following Formula One, uh, but in practice, Ferrari has been one and two in both practices for Singapore this week. By yeah. the time people listen to this, the race has gone on, so who knows if they had won or not. But this is wild. I guarantee you the same thoughts motorsports, guys. It's going to be the same thought that I'm thinking right now as soon as I heard that. It's going to be like, yeah, but that's just practice. Yeah. <laughs> Verstappen's probably not even doing any practice. Yeah, well, he's just he, like, all right, I'm just he, gonna win this by instead of a 10 second lead, I'll just win it by like five second lead. He's actually underperforming significantly right now. He came in eighth. Well, you know why, right? Why? So they filled his suit with sandbags <laughs> it, to basically literally sandbagging. Yeah, yeah, Is that what just like this? <laughs> those are the rumors, right? It's like I, I, you know, I try to get the connections where I can, <laughs> but you know, it's like yeah, they're like like sandbagging, putting like a lot of like sand in his suit to yeah. say it's like well, we need you to calm down, buddy. We need you just to get you know get with the with the mm-hmm. times. Will Ferrari be back on top before twenty twenty six? Predictions. Maybe before 2030. <laughs> <laughs> well, at 2026, the rules change, right? They get new motors, all that stuff. So there's a whole new rule set to play with, technically. But so that's why I'm picking 2026. So, Based on what we've seen so far, do they get there? So I have, I have like, no backing when I say this. Like, I, this is just what I would suspect yeah this is just a roofer's There's opinion just, yeah roofer's opinion right now because <laughs> yeah. uh, i follow all my f1 news i i my reliable source is the memes okay yeah <laughs> which is pretty reliable which is pretty reliable yeah really. yeah, yeah. It's like you get a lot of good information on via memes now. yeah yeah um i suspect that like ferrari's always been kind of like nerfed by the fia because they were dominating when schumacher was there yeah yeah uh, like so they were like and people were getting tired of ferrari winning like if uh oh, Derek you, can, you, you say that like it's not a conspiracy theory like is this conspiracy theory oh, talk shit, or i forgot my tinfoil hat <laughs> damn it where is it uh, or, or or it's like is this because honestly i've never heard of nerfing ferrari but i, I think that's just so like well i'm just saying it in the sense where it's like kind of like we're not putting you down, but we kind of are putting you down. Yeah. When like Schumacher was just dominating. Like, yeah, yeah. Like religiously, and people were getting tired of F one, and so they want to kind of like mix it up. So I, I suspect because BOP right. Yeah. The BOP is kind of like there's rules, but really it's relative to FIA what they what they say what BOP is. Or like oh yeah, that's reasonable. Whether it's not reasonable. Yeah, yeah. And we've seen several instances of like I've heard so many conspiracy like not conspiracy but like complaints from f1 drivers like throughout the years of saying like they're getting punished or the team's ferrari like yeah ferrari was been screaming saying that i'm i'm leaving f1 this isn't right and if i can do this right like the italian <laughs> it's like this is not right like that yeah just you got the hair anger. Yeah. yeah i got the hair i just need to get the hand motions right yeah and so i i suspect like they're probably gonna say the same thing because I think they did that to Mercedes. Honestly, I think they did that to Lewis. Because I was like, just gonna right. say because they went from a Ferrari dominance almost straight into a Mercedes. Mercedes dominance. Yeah, and then Lewis was just dominating for years, and he's a good driver. I'm not saying 
that he's not. Yeah. But you can be the best driver, but if they put like square we, uh, tires oh, yeah. on your round uh, in replacement <laughs> and everyone's just running round tires, it's like, yeah. you, you know something's up. Yeah. Oh, well, for sure. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Absolutely. I, I get I get the analogy. I mean, yeah. he's not being literal, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, no. <laughs> no. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess Ferrari is so popular. It's sort of, In soccer, there's this. There's this, at least in North America, right? There's this kind of thought process that the Mexican soccer national soccer team is favored because of how it fills stadiums, right? Right. Ferrari has a huge following in that regard too. I think over the over the like over half of the population in the U.S. has some Hispanic yeah, background. So, so that yeah, makes more sense to me. Yeah, but so do you think? Do you, so do you think the disparity between that example and Ferrari example? is different because i don't know man i i would i would challenge that the populations might be the same i would i would take it a step further and i would say ferrari is the equivalent of argentina that's even bigger yeah which was full like will murder somebody yeah if they if they dare banish or like mistreat one of their soccer players yes they they, they they're full i've had friends that are from argentina and they love Rooting for Argentina, they're hardcore fans, like very oh, passionate. Oh, I have watermel- Guatemalan relatives yeah. who are like same fervor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, and I think it was like Maradona who took over. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the the team and everybody was going wild and yeah. all this other stuff. And they were always, uh, they were doing so great. They were doing so great. Like they were doing, like, keeping up. And then the Germans would show up and just like, no, right, nine. But but right. Using that example, wouldn't it? Wouldn't the FIA benefit from having Ferrari be a winning team? Um, they would, but I wonder if it's just kind of like each team will get their own like hurrah moment through a period of years, and then it transfers over to yeah. keep it like entertaining. Right, like this is tinfoil hat. Oh nonsense. man, like entertaining for me. And and you let me know if this is not your opinion. Entertaining for me would be a different champion every year. I would one hundred percent agree. Yeah, because the, and it not and taking a step further, it'd be like a fight. Like you'd see an actual fight. Like you see good fights, like in the MX Five Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, it's like watching bumper car. Like those guys are in it to win it. You'll see it in like club racing events. Mm-hmm. You'll see it in like in like tier even pro up or pro events. But nothing like F one. F one is just one guy's dominating, and that's that's about it. And everyone else is fighting. But when you see like the lower tier stuff, the fights are oh my god, the fights are so good. And I've heard that it's the same. I'm not a sports guy, like hardcore sports guy with basketball. Yeah. But from what I've heard from a lot of my friends that are hardcore sports guys, they would tell me that the fights between kind of like the college basketball or football teams yeah. are more intense than the professional ones because they're just more into it whether it comes to a, a challenge or a, a finals or championship i agree like i agree but i will add that college sports just isn't as skilled so oh, you're, no. you're gonna watch a lot of like bricks yeah right? you know, like and, and but yeah it is more competitive vary, in that way more competitive but from a motorsport standard it's like yeah it's not an f1 car but everyone's about equal and you're yeah seeing, you see a slight opening on that on, on that turn and it's like hey it's open i i can fit two wheels into the rules I can fit, and yeah. if it fits, it ships. Yeah, and I feel I, that's why I'm starting to gravitate to other like NASCAR, right? To other different motorsports because of that. And I'm I'm a Red Bull. Well, 
I was a Red Bull fan until Marco Helmet's comments last week, but you know, I still uh, am and I've always been. That was that was smooth brain dumb. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot, dude. What that an idiot. Dumb. But yeah, and it's just I don't know, like You even got the content wrong, but yeah. <laughs> But I'm thinking like if if you're right, which I tend to agree with F one, there's just like this cycle of like now it's your turn, now it's your turn, yeah, now it's yeah. your turn. Um, but I don't know that they're going to give that same love to like the Alphataris, the Hosses, no, right? Nope, like, nope, yeah, nope, like it's nope. going to be, it's going to be among the, one that the has top. a deeper pocket. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. Mercedes, Ferrari and Red Bull. Yeah. Like, that's how I see it because they're the ones that are like probably funding half of the series. Yeah. Just an R and D just for the car. That's true. You know, like look at Kimmy and everybody loves Kimmy. Yeah. And, you know, he he went back and he just did it for fun. And it was with Lotus and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, he even as good of a driver as he is, he he was struggling to, to get back to that upper level when he was just back down there. But speaking of Ferrari and specifically Leclerc, um, he's not having the greatest track experience this year. What is your worst track experience well let's ask let me ask you this when has it been a good experience for Leclerc? that's true just based on meme news <laughs> it's never been good well appara- apparently monaco is now eligible for eurovision so <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you've seen all the memes now he's uh, like playing piano in a banana suit like okay now now he gets to be a champion in something oh, so he's gonna guy. enter eurovision yeah like Clark is like the oh poor guy. It's like the Italian the Italian version of Alonso when Alonso was suffering through Honda motor issues. I think. Is what oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was like oh, this is going great until that like motor grenaded. Yeah, no, and now Signs is seem to be driving the car better than he is. Seems. See, well, I mean, he. Well, I guess I'm basing it off a, a single sample of Singapore, but yeah. Well, when you know when the motor runs, you'd be surprised at the results you can get. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go circle back to the yes, question. Yes, yes. Right. What is your worst on-track experience? Worst on-track experience. Yeah. I gotta say, like, I haven't had a worse on-track experience, partly because I haven't been on fire. Not uh, wood. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And because uh, the car hasn't rolled over. Knock on wood. <laughs> Uh, so the worst experience was when I brought the Rio back to the track after a five-year hi- hiatus. Okay. And that's when, like, I won, like, first place in TT. <laughs> when you came back? Yeah. Okay. So, like, what was it, like, a year or So your ago? worst experience is winning? <laughs> no. The worst experience is going in with test day and then having the uh, the hood, the latches fail and just destroy my windshield. Oh. And that's nice. after flying over here and then driving the Rio to the track. To oh. Button Willow, like on right on oh, Jaime on Race FF's wow. first, yeah, on his first event, that was when everything happened. Yeah. Um. Oh no, it was the following week. I thought it was the same week. No, because what I was taking care of might have been that same week. Oh man, it's been so much time has passed. Yeah. So anyway, worst experience was the hood just goes over and it just destroys the windshield, and I am I'm with the passenger trying like showing him the track and enjoying it. And I'm enjoying the Rio. Yeah. All of a sudden I'm Ace Ventura with the hand outside. Like, you know, what? Yeah. I'm like just trying to guide the car back into the track. Holy like, shit. Yeah, yeah. And then I go back and which like, track was this? Bud Willow. Okay. Middle what, of nowhere, baby. Yeah. What turn were you when, when uh, you lost the windshield? So when I lost the windshield, I'd like to say it was Riverside. 
Okay, so you had a good way to oh, go still. It was just before Phil Hill, sorry. It was just before and just went boom. And then I'm just like, crap. And then I'm just coasting through Riverside. Oh, and I'm like, do you right. have footage of this? Were you not recording? No, I didn't have a camera at the time. Uh, I just remember it happening and struggling. To, I was like, what the hell am I going to do? I was like, I just paid for a weekend for yeah. NASA and I'm doing a Friday test day. And this windshield is destroyed. Oh, this was on Friday. This was on Friday. This was not a race day. Damn. And I'm like calling people left and right. And they were like, oh, yeah, it's like a Monday out. We're like $500. And it's like, oh, it's like, oh, we don't have any availability until like following week. I'm just like calling safe. I'm calling everyone. I'm like, damn, this is going to suck. Yeah. And then there was one dude that I called in some random spot in Bakersfield. He's like, um, and it was like poor English. And he's like, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we 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 have windshield. And it's like I can get it. Yeah. Uh, okay. I see you there. And I'm like, "Okay." So I go to I drive the car with a broken windshield and everything. I drive it to this like what used to be a gas station and you just see nothing but windshields like all outside and stuff what? like that. So, and I drive in and it's like this Mexican dude and he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I got I got your call and he just starts ripping it off and then putting a new windshield in. <laughs> And on it, Friday night, like uh, Friday day, it was right. still day. I still so it happened in the first session in the morning at oh. eight o'clock, and I got the car back on track by one and two o'clock. Jeez! Uh, and then so and then the car was running around like a pogo stick. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know what the hell was. There. I was like, I guess because the suspension shot, it's been sitting for a while. Yeah, yeah. And I look at the bottom, and one of the shock bolts is missing. <laughs> Oh, so I'm just like, so did I, you have a spare? No. <laughs> I'm like, oh, who has a spare shock bolt? It's like, so I just, I go to, um, well, the shock bolt was still there. It was just kind of like creeping oh, out, oh. but the washer was completely gone. Oh, my so it was just like floating. And I'm like, that's not good. Yeah. Like, at least you still had it there. Though. Yeah. At least I had yeah. the bolt. Right? Yeah. So I went to the shop, the race shop that was in track. Um, and I'm like, I need. A, a nut for this bolt and they're like uh well we got a giant pile on the back and if you can find it it's yours Ooh. i'm like okay so i go in and i'm just like cycling through washers doesn't fit doesn't fit doesn't fit and it's like a specific i don't know why they did this but it's like an, a very fine like thread metric washer it's not 1.50 it's not 1.0 it's 1.25 yeah 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 it's like nobody has 1.25 <laughs> Yeah. And I just miraculously find it. It's like a like washer and nut combined, which means that it was a sh- rear shock mo- washer at one point in time. Yeah, yeah. Whether it be for a German car or anything else outside of the U.S., it it was a suspension part related. So I got it, and it's like, and she's like, you you could just keep it. I'm like, okay. And then so everything was going fine, and then I was swapping tires, and then I broke a bolt. I broke a- <laughs> You, did you have I, a guy? I you didn't have a, a wheel, guy. Huh? I, I broke a wheel one, and I just went to the to the shop again, and I'm like, "Yeah, hey, I broke it. Can you just replace it?" And like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. It's gonna cost you, but it, we'll do it. And we'll you'll get an ARP stud." Yeah, I'm like, okay. And then I'm like feeding all this information. To everyone is like, "Dude, just stop." Yeah, <laughs> just go home. Yeah, just go home. And I'm like, I know I want to go home, but I paid for this experience, and I'm going to get this experience. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. At some point, did the issue settle? So I did the last run on Friday. Okay. And everything seemed okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm running around on track with like a lot of scotch, like a blue tape all across the windshield. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of Because scotch. it's still trying to cure. <laughs> uh, yeah, the blue tape. The yeah, yeah. Tape. 
So I'm driving around and this thing's like blue, a whole blue like ring around the uh, windshield because it's still curing. And oh, I, yeah. And here's my idiot dumbass just yeah. driving on track to see. And it's like, hey, let's see what falls off this time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, we did some good track time. It worked. Yeah. I'm ready for the weekend, baby. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all right. And we went in and uh, then did the NASA and it didn't do any issues with me. And I I took first place in TT. What? With like five-year-old shot tires and like, uh, they were Toyo RRs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was like, I think, what did I do? I think I did like a 211. 211 after a five-year hiatus. Wow. And I was okay. like. In a Rio. In a Rio with five-year-old like Toyo RRs. And, and a curing windshield. And a curing windshield. <laughs> and a hodgepodge of washers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, that's 211. My fastest that's not time a, was not, like 209. That's so. not a bad experience. To me, that's the, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, what was the saying? Like, I think Blipshift had it. It was like a, uh, a bad day at track is still better than a day at work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's like so, those sports chalet license plate yeah, like frames. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so I think that was it. I mean, I've blown an engine, but it wasn't as bad as that. Like, to yeah. me, that was a worse experience than when I blew up an engine. The I engine think it's because gone. of the perseverance of trying to get things resolved, yeah. right? You're like, oh, now there's another issue. Now there's another issue. Or oh, your hopes are going up, and then, boom. Yeah. You get hit with reality. But you were you were able to get through it. Like, that's that's the awesome part. <sighs> yeah, I have rolled a car, but that's a, that's <laughs> that's for another story. <laughs> another oh, different story. Fear. Yeah. On to our next headline. Bugatti claims it will not stop until it has made... The most expensive car that no one can afford. If I was the CEO of Bugatti, that's what I would say too. <laughs> yeah. I think I honestly think that was their goal and they stumbled onto the performance by accident. I think it was meant to say like we can get twelve hundred or I think it was like the original one was like around twelve hundred horsepower, right? Yeah, it was like a V twelve quad turbo. Yeah. yeah. And uh it, their goal was to be the fastest car with a, like a insane design of an engine yeah here's what we can do word like the pinnacle of performance and here comes like some dude from what sweden Koenigsegg. <laughs> oh like, yeah he's like hold my beer watch this yeah <laughs> and they and so i put up a poll when i posted this headline and the poll was between bugatti pagani Koenigsegg, and ferrari and Koenigsegg won by a mile I voted for them too. Yeah, I did. I would also vote in that. That uh, dude just has like those vibes of like, yeah, I gotta go for this guy. This is awesome, right? Like, I don't. What is it? What do you besides the owner? Right? What is it about that specific car that makes it so popular amongst us peons that can't afford it? I think is like he gives more of a. I've seen him in a few. I think it was like uh, Netflix, like interviews or like YouTube interviews and stuff like yeah. that. When he talks about it or talks about the Konosek brand, it's just he seems so much more down to earth. And for what it for what Konosek is, they seem just so much of a small tight crew of like like one of us that just happen to have a lot of money and right. want to do something really cool and do it right. And that I'm glad you said that. Because one of my questions for you around this is given the opportunity, right, to be a car manufacturer. Yeah. Would you be a Koenigsegg or would you be a Toyota? I'd shoot for Toyota. Really? Yeah. I love Koenigsegg. I love them. Yeah. But I'd shoot for Toyota just for the fact that it would reach out to more people. Okay. And I aspire. I aspire would, would be having a car that's over 30 years old. 
and bringing it back and not selling it to the U.S. Like the Land Cruiser. <laughs> Saying, like, we have this good of a car sorry, sorry. that every other country begged us to remake the car. Yeah. But you guys aren't getting it because EPA. So, uh, God. I'm no. just like, ooh, you, we'll play Toyota. We'll yeah, play. I mean, I, I, you, I would probably blame the EPA more so than Toyota in that regard. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, all, yeah. it's all emission stuff. But let's, t- let's, let's talk that decision a little further, right? Because I, I would be in the Koenigsegg camp. But oh, I, I, yeah. I understand appealing to the masses so okay wait so was that a bit or would you really pick toyota um what would i do it's it's a hard part because it's toyota the outreach is bigger like you can offer affordable stuff that's fun yeah uh you know what you know the g the gr86 apart from the oil issues <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's an affordable like the original 86 was was so much more affordable it was a fun car it was a little anemic in power but it was just a fun car yeah you know, and the yaris and b-spec like just something that's affordable for someone that wants something to to enjoy and i would want that like the koenigsegg is just going to go to billionaires that are never going to drive that car you're making me feel like such a sellout right now yeah uh, no i'm not trying to do that because like <laughs> at the other hand like i can see that like being koenigsegg and developing the most beautiful best performing car at a value uh, compared to everyone else, it's like we're not just hype; we're the real thing. Yeah, you know? but I think you're right. I mean, like, I think there's something to say about building a car that people would use, yeah, versus something that's just gonna sit in a garage. Yeah, I would do everything I could to get K trucks over here in the U.S. Oh yeah, that, that's true too. Somebody get this guy some car manufacturer <laughs> money right now. Like, it'd be nice to be able to do all that stuff. I mean, I think you'd probably have a better luck in government, so you're going to have to run for office. Or for me. I'm not a crook. I'm not a crook. <laughs> or, or you're a crook in our benefit. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So what do you stand for? I stand for having a good time on four wheels. That's yeah. That's what I stand for. Yeah. But for me, America. Yeah. I'm the now, let me, one. let me throw another question at yes, you, sir. right? So the definition of a, of a hypercar which is what Koenigsegg does, Yes, is a limited production, top-of-the-line supercar with a price of around or more than $1 million. So let's let's throw the hypercar echelon aside. Okay. If you had a chance to build a supercar okay. and you had $1 million to put it together, which platform would you start with? Oh, I'd have to think about the market. Like, like, what am I trying to accomplish? But more than likely, I just follow like a German company. They're overall. Who would be the German supercar manufacturer? Probably the one that has more experience with it. Would which would be Porsche. I mean, I would. It'd be a toss up between BMW and Porsche. Yeah. It'd be a toss-up. But like, which would, I love which, America. Which, which would? Fa- <laughs> I love America. I love. But yeah. I wouldn't make like a supercar. I'd make the loudest, most like American car I can think of. So you're just like if you would if you were to build an uh, American supercar, it would just be obnoxious. It'd be America. <laughs> it wouldn't be obnoxious. It'd be America. <laughs> and then I'd try and put in Le Mans. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. <laughs> so it's been done already. Yeah. So I can just like. Say America, <laughs> heck yeah! <laughs> Come no, but really, what, what would you build? You got a million dollars. It'd be a midship engine. Uh, it'd be the a V eight 
or V10, kind of like similar to what they did with the R8. So are you like are, if you're if you're going with Porsche, are you starting with like a 911? I would do a Cayman. I would not do a 911. Really? I would do Cayman. Man, that leaves you with so much money I know, to work right? with. Yeah, dude, I just I've I've driven the Caymans and God, they're such nice cars. Really? They're okay, so okay. You are a man of the people for sure. It's just you know it's in the middle. Handling is perfect. Um, it behaves, but I mean BMWs was the same way. Even with a front engine car, they're like E36 and E46s. They're so predictable, well behaved cars. You want them to step out, they will step out. Yeah. You want to push it farther than that, they will push out farther than that. Um, just the handling, balancing is, is superb. And I, and just so you know, I have total disdain for German cars. Oh, I'm I'm aware. You post enough about your disdain yeah, for I me just, to know. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how has but, your? I mean, we'll talk about it later, yeah, right? Yeah, we'll yeah, talk we'll, about we'll, it later because we'll I want to know that. about about that car. But let's get into our next headline: Amateur race car drivers' BMW subscriptions expire mid race and drops to last yeah, place. Perfect, perfect point. <laughs> BMW subscriptions actually haven't worked, and they're starting to move away from that model. You know, the subscription has been going on for even years before the whole heated seats, right? What do you mean? Yeah, you blow a head gasket. (laughs) Rod bearings. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, rod bearings. It's like, yeah, your subscription has ended. Your resubscription is putting new bearings on that S54 engine or S52. It's funny because it's true, right? Like, (laughs) you're exactly right. It is is an expiring item, and therefore there's a subscription to have it. So, yeah, you're right. But let's entertain the subscription idea, right? Upgradable performance based on payment. Is it better to get all that's available in terms of improving the performance of the car right away? Or would you benefit from getting upgraded suspension, upgraded, you know, engine tuning, upgraded whatever it may be in a car mm-hmm. gradually? Um, from what I've noticed on motorsport side, because motorsports, we're 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 expanding whether people or motorsports. Why? What I've seen is people that get a car that's really really advanced in suspension and everything else. They have they have no clue what to do with it. There's no they they don't know what to do with. I mean, more power, yeah, you'll feel the power difference. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, just like the brand new Super Tune when it first came out, the Supra, yeah, the dude went straight into a tree. You ain't ready for this. <laughs> Boom, straight into the tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I would. It just varies on the person. Uh, if you're in, like yourself, you're already an experienced driver. Yeah, go full. Like, very very full. experienced. Uh, hey, uh, there's like trophies here that I saw in first <laughs> yeah. place. All right, like, oh, yeah, you right behind you. You can't, you can't bamboozle me on this one, young man. I've seen your lap time, sir. I'll have yeah. you know. All right. Uh, for you, you would benefit for it more. Okay. For someone that's just starting out, I was like, I think they would get themselves in trouble for it. It was yeah. like the same that I saw with the Veloster N when they went to end mode, and then people throw the car in a ditch. And really, I actually didn't. I wasn't following a lot of that because I was, I'm in the industry. I okay. was just, and in the groups and stuff like that. When the new Veloster N would show up, people would be throwing those cars in a ditch and spinning really? them. And that's a fl- front front wheel drive, drive car. car. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So well, when they put it in end mode, it it's got anti lag, so you get like more torque, more response, and everything else. Got it. Yeah. Well, yeah. they don't realize is the dampening gets really heavy. Like Haim has talked about. It. I've talked to him. He's like, yeah, I went to the track and they put it in end mode. And the thing was jouncing when he put it in end mode because the, just the dampening got so damn stiff. Okay. And, uh, so 
what would happen is kids would put it in end mode, forget about the suspension part, and then start like turning into like certain tracks in it, and the car would rotate and over rotate. Like the Velostrand is super fun, but it's like a puppy with sharp teeth that if you like play with it hard enough, it's gonna bite, it's gonna cut you. Yeah. It's gonna cut you bad. It's not predictable. It's you'll get hurt if with that car, which is perfect. I think the SRT four was like had similar issues where people were like <laughs> yeah. they weren't ready for that kind yeah. of like delivery and power and stuff like that. Um the SRT four was such a weird car too. It, that that car was never designed for that engine. They I, just that was an afterthought. It really what do you did you know that it had power windows in the front but roll down windows <laughs> in the back? <laughs> keep it classy, Dodge. Just keep it classy. It's such a weird, like, just. I'd love that, by the way. Yeah, mash of stuff. I am an aficionado for roll for crank windows. I'll have you know. Oh, really? Why? I love them because they will never break. Like, I don't have to worry about like a a a switch not going bad. Yeah, coming from like the E36 world, where I don't think I've owned an E36 that has never had window issues. Yeah, I can appreciate this statement for sure. Uh, when I've worked, uh, when I worked at CarMax, we would run into a couple cars that would just, and they were newer cars, and they would like the the buttons wouldn't work. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, no, nah, not for a new car. Yeah. That's shame, shame. It's like within five years, five to six years, but I'm like, still like new is new, man. Come on, yeah, man. Uh, so yeah. I'm like, crank windows, like, <laughs> like, yeah, love it. Now let's go back to the subscription. Yes. And what scenario, like, what feature? Would you be willing to pay a subscription for? Tune. And the ability to tune or a specific tune? No, you get a specific tune. Like you get like 30 horsepower or 50 horsepower, whatever you want to, whatever number you want to call. Yeah. I would get, I would get that. You know why? Why? Because it's still within warranty, baby. Good point. Really, really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a really good point. But then. They wouldn't give you like the spicy tune, you know? No, but it'd be kind of like mild sauce. Yeah. It'd be yeah. like, it's hot, but it's kind of like just enough. Where yeah. Like, just, okay, I can yeah. feel it for the masses. Yeah. But I'm like, hey, dude, 30 horse, like 20 bucks is 20 bucks kind of deal. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, you still get horsepower. And it, I mean, I can go have a good time with it and they can cover it if something bad goes out uh, versus having it tuned. And hoping it all ends well and then blowing up your engine and then the engineers going through and seeing the data and being like, hey, uh, this thing's only rated for 15 pounds of boost. How the hell did you get this thing to 26 pounds of boost? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was, it was just, uh, yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> how are these all parameters slightly different when it did? And just so you know, and just so everyone knows, new cars nowadays, you can erase a code, but it still saves the, the code in history. Yep. So you can erase that code and think you're fine, and no, they'll look it up and see. Is like I noticed you erased this code at such a date when this issue actually happened. Now you're back. Yeah. So I'm like, like if know. you're trying to cover for warranty, it's not gonna work. Good. That's a good point. I w- I would like to think that um, that these tunes would be available, and they would add to the power of the car, but I suspect suspect that what they would do is not tune it to the to its potential, right? That they would normally release it with and then charge you to get it to that next that next ten percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean when when there's low hanging fruit and you can make the low hanging fruit, yeah. why not? 
Yeah. You know, it's like, jeez. I'm not happy dude, about honestly, it. Honestly, though, but like, on, honestly, this is a great idea. Yeah. Like, OEMs, if they're not listening to 91 Octane and specifically, specifically Eli right now. Thank you, sir. I think this this could make this could make them a lot of money. BMW, like I said, they're going away from subscriptions now because it has failed. But if they going can, away, yeah, right. They're they're reformulating. Yeah. I think what they're going to come back with is your idea. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly how it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. like, they're going to come back with the performance side of things. Oh my god! But anyway, our next and ha- last headline was actually birthed through your suggestion. Uh, after its Garage 56 success at Le Mans, NASCAR will buy France in hopes to take control of the legendary 24-hour race. You actually made the suggestion of this. I modified it slightly to include France. I don't blame you because you probably would have gotten contacted by NASCAR <laughs> and France and so, Le Mans yeah. immediately. I'm still expect- I'm, I already said this, and I, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, my first cease and desist letter is going to get framed and placed right here. Dude, if you get it from a nation, I mean, we're having a party. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. I'll pay for everything. Yeah. <laughs> we're having a party. We're definitely having a party. Um, Garage 56 was huge news. Right, like the just NASCAR's involvement. Even I was like, "I'm American. This is making me proud." I'm, you know, like, "Fuck yeah!" Yes. Yeah, it was awesome to see. It had already uh. been a little involved with kind of the 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 sort of the stock car, cup car being part of of you know actual tracks versus just oval racing. Um, do you think that this car will start seeing other tracks like Monza? So that's a good question. Um, I'd like to say no, but what I hope, and I, I have a feeling it may happen, we may see more of those cars in Le Mans next year. More cup cars? Yeah, so either like the NASCAR cars, like the Garage yeah. 56, we yeah. may see more of them. Okay. Because um, apparently uh, they got hit with so much, uh, Le Mans yeah. got hit with like so much like signal like coming in. Yeah, from North America, because particularly of- the uh, the South. <laughs> yeah. They were like they were not expecting this much feeds to hit in. Right, like, you know, and people from the South are like, "Hey, hey I have France. Um, <laughs> I like to go to your lemons, lemons, <laughs> and um, we have a lemons out and, here. And, can I go to yours? And can because uh, uh, I want to see the NASCAR. And is it okay if I can bring? My boomstick, winky face. <laughs> I don't know. Is this still acceptable in today's day and age? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I, I expect that. But, God, the feeds are so good, right? Dude, honestly, like, social media for Le Mans uh, up, has never been this wild as the year that they had this entry. Yeah. Like, there's been, like, casual information. And for those plugged into that world they'll get some of that information and come back and it's cool to see but america was excited about le mans this oh time god. yeah oh my god it was huge That's and an it was understatement and, yeah and it was i mean the car did really well so Dude. there's that too uh, so the amount of flack that garage 56 got like from europe was just in itself is like a treasure trove of just like content like post or pre both 
Yeah, because pre, yeah, they were hating. Oh, dude. The, yeah. The, it was, it was even at, at post, too, because they were so pissed off that car was there. Yeah. And I was like, America. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. And, and like, was, yeah, and for those who don't know, Garage 56 is a, a Le Mans category for a special vehicle. And they've done this before with other models. And NASCAR decided to take advantage, along with Hendrick Motorsport, uh, take advantage of this slot to enter a cup car to the race. And everybody was hating. All the European manufacturers, everybody was like, yo, this car doesn't need to belong here. It's not abiding by the rule set. And and, and that kind of was wild for me because it's a special entry, right? Yeah. Like, why are you complaining about the rules? I think you should be... I How think dare re- you taint on the moms? <laughs> With your American yeah, with your, with your French fries and cheeseburgers. Yeah, it's like, how dare you? Yeah. With your Royale with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that they were doing so well just pissed them off even more. And I feel like that helped us be more proud of the achievements. Dude, we were just so rooting. Like, yeah. That was, I think that was one of those instances where it didn't matter whether you were a Chevy guy, a Ford guy, or a Dodge guy, Chrysler, whatever. It's yeah. just like go like we are so rooting for you everybody's hopes and dreams and spirits it's just like channeling <laughs> yeah, yeah. to that car and yeah they finished last but that's just because of the transmission issue but they finished they they got that oh yeah fixed and went out but the footage the footage dude Freebird became a new hit single again oh yeah because of <laughs> because of garage 56. because of this car yeah and it's like they were supposed to be like two classes down and based on their performance early on they got moved up to I forget it was like GTR or something I for, I forget the Dude, actual. they were just behind the LMP2 cars exactly and and performing against those times well yeah yeah they, yeah and they didn't the only reason they didn't put them back all the way in the back was because they were gonna pass every car there yeah every car yeah dude they were passing LMP2 cars yeah and I'm just like you've gotta be kidding me yeah like on the feeds there was this guy that was like oh watch this lmp3 car pass this regular porsche gt3 car that's already fast and i was like biting my tongue because it it looked like good driver just promoting and everything else i'm like where's the garage 56 nascar (laughs) (laughs) like dude i just it was ridiculous how well they did like even like people say as a to me it was a massive success um to the point that actually a lot of the other nascar teams were throwing a fit about uh um, about Henrik's and um, NASCAR being at Le Mans because oh, to really? them it was an unfair advantage because they were getting data and information on how the car was behaving based on new aero and stuff like that that was added to the car. Like I... They were trying to throw fit. So what Heinrich did is they said, this information is available to all you guys. We did this just for fun. Good for them. Good. Yeah, I know, right? Dude, yeah. Hands off to them. I did not know this. I didn't know this. Good for them to do that. Because honestly, if I was the other team, I hadn't thought about this, but if I was the other team, I think I would have said the yeah. same thing. Yeah. They yeah. Were, I don't blame them because yeah. I'd, the I'd be the same way. It's like, yeah. dude, you have 24 hours worth of data. Yeah. You you found out every failure point on that chassis. Yeah. You found every failure point on that engine, every failure point on that transmission. Like you have literally found out, stress tested that whole chassis and that whole design, and a lot of that stuff can be copied back into NASCAR, and you can destroy everyone with that. Oh yeah, especially now that there's actual 
tracks, not just yeah. oval yeah. circuits, right? Yeah, exactly. So they're yeah, that's dude, one hundred percent. And but good for them yeah. to release that information. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they had to because NASCAR was involved in it. Oh and yeah, I think so. that was a good compromise. And Hybrid was like, yeah, we didn't care. We just wanted to do Le Mans. Yeah, dude. Oh, I mean, that's. I mean, Hendrick, I mean, I would do it too, honestly. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, hey, you have to give up all your data. I'm like, I don't care, dude. I just dude, did yeah. Le Mans. They can take that data, right? I'm not going to give them any other data, but they can take that data. Yeah, whatever's required, yeah. I'll release. Yeah, just to have that that privilege to do that. Yeah. That's awesome. So I I hope I hope there's more manufacturers coming. I mean, what was it? Ford announced their their Mustang. I think they were trying to do the GTD. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're trying to get that in Le Mans. I don't know. I think they were announcing stuff that I might have misconstrued stuff, but yeah. I think they were trying to make an effort and, for Le Mans. I mean, I know they have a GT3 car that they're going to start competing, but if they go to, I mean, it's Ford, so if it's a GT3 competitor, it does. I think it does qualify for Le Mans. Yeah, in so that case, I, I can see that car going in yeah. there. Man, well, those are your headlines it's, for the week. I know we kind of dragged that on really long, but there were some very important points in there that I hope you didn't miss. America now. We want to talk Eli and catch up with sort of the last three, four years of things that I need to catch up with with you, um, starting with Evila Motorsport. You know what's uh, what's been happening. You know what what uh, you know. You mentioned before we started recording that there was a moment where Evila was a little in a little bit of a crisis. Let's start there. Yeah. So uh, moved out. I was doing Evila still. Um, sales are slow. Like, you know, it's a project. It's a pet project. And you also like, moved from SoCal to Washington. Washington. Yeah, That's a big move. That was a big move. But, yeah. You know, it was a good move. I, I have no regrets. I love it. I just miss everyone. Like you, Jaime. I just miss everyone Aww. there. Yeah. Uh, just the track life was family. I'm you glad know? you're back, man. I'm, I'm glad I'm, you're back. Dude, I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad yeah. to see you. Yeah. I miss Randy. Randy, I miss you. Yeah, I miss you too, man. And... You know, it's it's just so good to be back and see everyone. And I'm watching everyone's development. It's just I'm so proud of everyone. You, when you've done with Beamer Channel, I mean, you were dominating with NASA, dude. Without like right off the bat, you oh, were dominating. Oh, to, to say it again, say it louder for yeah. the people in the. You back, were the you man. Know? You were in. You were the chosen one. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. You didn't go like order sixty six on anyone, but man, you were the chosen one. And you yeah. Were, you were just kicking so much but it was yeah. awesome it was so thanks proud man of i appreciate that that means a lot uh, you know high mills working on his honda challenge car he's coming far away caroline's wife is doing exceptional for herself and you know having a good time everyone i've follow up with josh at kidium tuners i'm so proud of him he's moved out to the medical field like everyone that i've talked to and i haven't had a chance to catch up with everyone but i'm following everyone's feed and i'm like just watching their development as a driver as an individual i'm just like super proud it's invigorating it helps me like carry on forward. It's like I got to do more. Just watching every once in a while, it's like I got I got to do more because everyone else is doing more, so I have to do more too. Yeah. So it's so fun. It's just so fun, and I'm proud of everyone I've seen and met and friends and everyone else. That's so cool. It's just so cool to see because I've been away for so long. So yeah. I've had, I, you don't see the development in a day to day. You know, even week to week, you don't see the development. But when you're away and then you come back and you're like wow dude you're like you're like i remember when we were starting out and you had the Rio. oh yeah and you yeah you know me that far yeah, back. yeah yeah i was and, ordering parts from you yeah before yeah. i even knew who you were yeah. yeah yeah and even the podcast you know it yeah. was like what the 24th 25th episode and you're like over 200 now um the billing's awesome oh thank you thank you and, yeah yeah you know cafe carrera it's beautiful great coffee i loved it you know I, I love coffee, so yeah. Cafe Carreras, <laughs> yeah. good stuff. 
and you know just seeing everyone else it's, it's super fun it's fun to see everyone's development and that they haven't left it that they've made it their own and they've developed in their own way and i've i've seen competitors as well like other people that i follow in different race series like i've seen carlos and seen his development i haven't oh, yeah. and um like we don't talk as much like i just know him as like through jaime right but i i've seen his feet i've seen what he's done i respect the, the gentleman he's a hell of a racer um and even jaime as well is like doing his own development stuff it's super fun. It's super fun. Yeah, I know I'm kind of like a little bit quiet, so I apologize for <laughs> yeah, that. No, you're good. You're good. So, yeah, it's it's just fun to be back, man. Yeah, it's no, great. no, I'm it's glad. Great. I'm glad you're here, man. Um, So, E-Villa. E-Villa was fun. Started for the pro- uh, project. Um, It wasn't making enough, and I wasn't racing at the time. And the amount of hours I was putting in was like, to give you an idea of the amount of hours I was putting in for that was below minimum wage. Oh shit! Okay, and, uh, like I was putting in hours, but the amount of money I was getting back was not enough. And I made a goal, and I was like, "I'm gonna go full bore." And this was like 2019. I was like, "I'm gonna go full bore." And if I don't meet, if this doesn't break like six figures, like I'm done. I'm done. Okay. I'm like that's, but I'm gonna go full. Like I'm gonna dedicate everything I can to this thing. So I was. I was getting cars left and right and just doing nothing but R&D on them and making parts and prototyping stuff and, like, finding sources, powder coat stuff. I was doing everything I could, update the site, hitting everyone up, doing, like, lots of media blasts and everything I could to make it work. And I was just shy of the goal. I was just shy, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this just one more try on next year, and we'll see what happens. And the pandy hit and everything went to just insane amounts of horrors. I think what, uh, what happened, everyone was locked in. So everyone wanted to work on their cars. I was one of those people. Yeah. yeah. And the warriors were straight through. It was, re- I was making ridiculous amount of money. I was just dumb. <laughs> and I, but I was working, I had a job. I was working for CarMax at the time. Yeah. That way I can like sustain my, I can nurture the side gig and then work on my own stuff and pay for, you know, living expenses, like right. cost of living, whatnot. And between CarMax and what I was doing, I, I was doing like 16 to 18 hour days. Damn. And I mean, describe a day. So day, I'd wake up at about five in the morning. I'd start immediately building parts in my garage. Um, everything I could do quiet wise so I wouldn't piss off my neighbors. Okay. Uh, I was like, you know, I was cutting, I was not, I was like welding stuff. I would set up stuff the night prior where it was all, I would fit everything and all I just needed to do was weld and that's it. Or I would do packaging or whatever I needed to be done. I would get all orders. Like if I needed stuff to come in that same day or I needed to pick up stuff, I would set up the orders early in the morning online, everything I could do. And then from five, I was reaching around seven thirty. 7 to 7.30, I would just head to work. And then I was working at CarMax. Lunch break would hit. I have an hour break. I would go pick up materials, steel, anything, gas, welding gas, um, consumables, everything I can within that hour, and then drive back to work and go back to work. Um, if I could go home, I would go home and build stuff. Uh, or I would just eat and then just kind of lie down and close my eyes for like 15 minutes and then get back up and then go to Jeez. work. And then I would go to work, get off at 5, get home like at 5.15 because it was down the street for me. It was great. Um, I would work from 5 to like 10 to 11 o'clock. 
11 and take a shower and get ready for bed. By that time, it was around 12 o'clock. What was the motivation for do, for doing this, right? For doing this for what you described as a full year. Yeah. You know, yeah. like what prevented you from saying, like, fuck this. I shouldn't be working this hard. Um, uh, Stoic philosophy of this too shall pass. Okay. Uh, I believe that. You know, this is great, but this may be only for one or two months. Are you are you a big follower of Stoicism? Yes. Okay, me um, too. I just, I, it's it seems like a solid foundation, and even even it, I mean, you can poke holes in anything you want, um, but on the basis of it, I don't feel it would do you any wrong. Yeah, it's a very pragmatic. Yeah, philosophy. it's a pragmatic philosophy. It's yeah. like it's not going to do you wrong in the sense of like it's going to harm you. Yeah. If anything, it's like. You know, there are opportunities lost, but there are also opportunities gained in that same sense. Right, right, for um, sure. If it, if it didn't happen, it might not have been your time. But the fact that it was there means that you're at a certain level where it can happen again or at a different level or a different rate. Yeah. You just got to keep moving forward. Yeah. And so, and so you go from Evila Motorsport might not exist to shit, Evila Motorsport needs to exist. Yeah, yeah. And you do this the day that you described for a year straight. Yeah, it was brutal. It was yeah. brutal. Um, when did it actually like start settling down? When did you kind of say, like, did you start expanding into November. like help? Okay, November. November is okay. a, I quit, I quit CarMax. Okay, okay. And I was just like, I've had. I had I was making enough money where I bought a car for my mom. Okay, uh, I got her a Ford Edge. It's the dream max. for every Latino individual ever, dude. I, it, to me, it was like the mom mobile. Uh, what do you mean? The mom mobile was like perfect with the mom. It, okay, it's like you can load stuff up. It's got four doors. It's oh, safe. the Ford Edge. Specifically. Yeah, the Ford Edge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just like it's a great safe vehicle, family car. I'm like, this is perfect for her. And she was having issues with her Jeep. Um, okay, which was a Jeep Wrangler. Oh really? I hate Jeep so much. Really? Why? That car had nothing but issues. Um, nothing but issues. A Jeep Wrangler. Yeah, I yes. guess they're not known for reliability. Like yes, sir. Um, um, no, this one had an issue that I've never seen before. So, it would overheat, right? Okay. But the fans wouldn't kick in. Oh. You turn the, the you turn the key off. And then turn the car again, and then it was like, oh, we're overheating, so it turned the fans on again. Yeah, I replaced the little like, uh, I guess the element that was in between it. I replaced part of the harness. I replaced uh, the radiator. I replaced just about everything I could to it to the point that I sent it to a professional after that, like a, a, a Jeep specialist. Yeah, and they couldn't figure it out. They said you have to. It's either the ECM or the the bus module. Or, Damn. And okay. I sent it to the dealer. I had a fight with the service advisor because, you, you know, you get a service advisor. Everyone shows up. They don't know anything about cars. Oh, yeah. Here I show up with a case study, right, <laughs> that he was not expecting. Like yeah, yeah. everything that's been replaced, everything that's been done, and I have all the knowledge of the procedures and everything else that's been done right. to that car because yeah. I, I was there. Yeah. And I was like, it's between the one or two. And you guys got to figure this out. And so they called me and they're like, hey, it's between the bus or the ECM. You are correct. Which one do you want to pick? I'm like, what do you mean which one I want to pick? You guys have the testing equipment, the factory scanning tool to tell me exactly which 
part it is. Yeah, you guys are the experts. Yeah, like you guys are the masters of it, not even the experts. You guys should know this. Yeah, um, yeah. So I had to go back and forth, and they we went with the ECM, replaced the ECM, and before I drove it, I was like, I'm going to test this out. So I drove it around, and I knew exactly how to get it to where it would do the issue again, start overheating again. Went back, and I'm like, nope, it's um, not it. So they tried replacing the bus module, and uh, it still wasn't. And they flew a Detroit engineer from Dodge or what? Jeep or whatever down to the dealership to try and reprogram the ECM to get it to not overheat and start the fan. And the car was never running correct, ever, at all. So I got fed up, and I'm like, I am so done with this car. Yeah. Like I would, and my mom didn't want to get. She loved the Jeep. And she's like, totally loved the look of it because it had mud tires, looked aggressive. It was like a forest green, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aesthetically pleasing. And she, she's like, I don't want to give it up. I'm like, I don't care if you want to give it up or not. If you want to keep it, that's fine. But I'm getting you another car. I don't care. Right. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done yeah. at this point. Yeah. So I got her a Ford Edge, uh, and I got it through CarMax because uh, since I was working with CarMax, I got a little bit of a discount. But I can test drive the hell out of the car as much as I want. Right. Right. And like check everything on that damn car and you know you could re at the time you could return it in seven days so if it was not running right i can return that in seven days now right. it's 30 days by the way oh so it's gotten better oh yeah it's it's 30 days less than 1500 miles you can return that baby oh, i mean i went on a whole car driving adventure sounds like a free rental dude i know right <laughs> yeah uh, i'm sure like you might get hit with a fear here and there but it's it was i went through a whole adventure of test driving cars and to find the perfect i car. saw it like you post you were like yeah you had like a series of cars i was like how is he doing i thought i thought you were doing press cars for a little while i'd be uh, dude i'd love to do press cars but no i'm not yeah. that good um <laughs> yeah. so it went um so long story short my mom i sold we got to sold the jeep i sold it to carmax and she was regretting it and i'm like here's your ford edge enjoy yeah. it I don't have to worry about it. I got an extended service contract. Everything that comes with a rental car. Like I know how to do the procedures. I know how to talk to the warranty CNA. I know what to tell them. I know what to ask for. I know how to go in between service because I did all that work. As yeah, yeah. Karmic. So I knew how to get in the middle and make sure everything just functioned fluidly. Right, and right. Actually, that paid off because my mom, oddly enough, she had an issue. Her water pump went out on her Ford Edge. So we're in the middle of that right now. Oh, okay. Yep. And it just, everything got approved and I got our rental car for six days and I knew how to handle it between the service advisor at the Ford dealership and the warranty company. Okay. To the point. So I was like, yes. I'm like, thank God. That was like a relief. Um, anyway, going back to that adventure, like that side cap. So I went on a full adventure because while I was building the, the E46, which yeah. we can get to in a little bit later, um, because of so many setbacks, it was just frustrating. It was gnawing at me. Um, it's the equivalent of like, you're going to get your, your, what you want. And then a setback hits. And right. You're going to get exactly what, and you're getting the excitement, right? The, the, the adrenaline, the, the fun, the jump, the feels, everything is like, and then boom, it just gets uh, wiped away because of, you know, broken or jacked up trailing arm. And then the engine blows up or the engine's overheated or you lose a windshield. Uh, or you lose a windshield. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> it's just setback after setback. And, yeah. and while I was building this car, and I was just so fed up, so fed up, I was like, man, I'll, man, I'll just put this in a forest and just start punching holes in it. I was so fed up with that car. Yeah. And I talked to my buddy, Ben, who convinced me to get into Spec E46. <laughs> and he's like, 
here, just make me a promise. I'm like, what? Finish the car, drive five cars before you buy another car. Because I was rated by the GR86. I was okay. like, hands oh, down. Really? Like, if they would have had the car available at that dealership that day. Yeah. And I could have test drove it. I, I probably would have just pulled the trigger for the hell of it. Oh. I was that fed up. Oh, Because really? I just wanted to drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I haven't driven in like five years other than that Rio the trip. Uh, yeah, that yeah. So I was like starving. I was like a junkie, dude. It was bad. It was relapsing so hard. <laughs> it was just so, it's like everything is like, oh, this is just so great. And they're like, no, I, I need it. I need yeah. it. I'm, I'm going like, through scrap. that. I'm going through that now. Yeah, it it yeah. really is that way where you're just like, I need to go back. I need to go back. It's like, I don't care what it takes. I, I need, I yeah. need it. Yeah. It's like, it's like SpongeBob when he needed water. You know, it's like, I don't need it. I don't need it. I need it. <laughs> so... I was, and then I was like, all right. He's like, test drive five cars before you decide on buying a car. And I'm like, fine. So I managed to get a GR86. Yeah. And I rated it 7 out of 10. Okay. And uh, it was, I was expecting more for what the price was. Ooh, okay. Uh, it just felt cheap. Uh, it, if it was like a 20 to 25, yes. Okay. But not a 30 to 32 wow without markup now without markup wow then that's a lot for that car yeah. drove the miata yeah 30 grand car yeah yeah i i agree oh okay, they have okay. my endorsement okay. okay car felt like a driver's car so the 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 eight six was a seven out of ten the miata was a it was like a seven five seven eight, eight out of ten i oh, think okay. is what i wrote because okay. it's like it had power it was nimble it it just delivered it delivered and like it handled great the eight six felt floaty. Uh, okay. It felt like they gave you like the base kit that wasn't going to be that good because they knew you were going to modify it. Right, right, that's right, what right. it felt like. Meanwhile, Mazda okay. was like, "This is a base model, but we made it where you would have fun, and whether you modified it or not, you yeah, would have a out great the box. Time. Yeah. Out the box, it was great. Yeah. Um, I noticed that there was, as I was testing other cars, which were like the Mustang GT, like the Miata GR86, Mustang GT, Porsche Cayman. Porsche Cayman PDK, and one of the other ones, manual, Toyota Supra, Civic Type R. Uh, I think there was like one or two other ones. The Supra. I think I mentioned that. I'm not sure yeah. if I mentioned that. Let's say it one more time. Supra. The Supra <laughs> with the six cylinder, not the four. Yeah, yeah. Um, I drove a lot of cars through CarMax. Um, and you can do it too. It's just scheduling the time. Getting If yeah. it's under 50, you can do a 24-hour. If it's over 50, they'll only give you 20 minutes. Oh, wow. But even okay. then, that's the experience alone is like, you don't have to fight with a dealership to get a test drive. They'll just give you the test drive. Right. That's like, hands down, they would just try and see if you can sign a paper saying that you would buy the car just to try to guilt you into the car. As oh, a dealership for sure. yeah. With the markups that are like basically twice the price of the car. Yeah. God. Um, no, CarMax was simple, easy. And I knew everyone I used to work there. So I'm like, everyone knew me. I would bring popcorn and ice cream and everything else, like consolation prizes. To What do you mean? Like while you were working there or after? After. <laughs> it's like, I'm not I'm not buying this car. So here's some popcorn. They knew that. They knew I was testing the car out. So I would like buy like the Costco popcorn and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. I would like bring in How like, nice are you, Klondike man? like ice creams for everyone. Yeah. Because I get it, and I mean, you know, their time's worth something, and yeah. you know, it's not a pizza party, but I mean, I'm trying. Um, <laughs> I would argue it's better, man. Yeah, Klondike. yeah. What would you do for it's a from Klondike the heart? Park? Yeah, it's yeah. from the heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I drove all those cars. It was a, I recommend it to anyone that's into cars. You as well, like I recommend that to anyone. If you're searching for another car, just go through that experience. It's it's eye opening. It's awesome. 
Um, Wait, so you're saying that after all this, you settled on the E46? I stayed with the E46 because it would get me what I wanted. I didn't have a car payment to deal with. That's a big one. That's yeah, a big one. Because if I had to settle on a car, it would have been the Porsche Cayman. Oh, yeah. For a track car? For everyday car. Okay. Yeah, it was like for yeah. groceries or for just taking to a track day event. What's so, your everyday car right now? <clears throat> My everyday car is a pristine clapped out <laughs> Acura Integra. 1999 baby four door with type a four r screen four gsr screen. no it's got like a bp no relax dude we're not that <laughs> it's like base base model with the with the 1.8 i think it's like a okay the, the, the ls or gs or yeah i think it was the lowest trim yeah whatever yeah. the lowest trim is is that's what it was yeah yeah um with like faded paint on the top of the roof that i got for 400 dollars in a box of klondikes what what is up with you and Klondikes? Like you're giving away Klondikes, you're receiving Klondikes. What would you do for a Klondike bar? I'm just gonna leave it at this, all right? Yeah, because you're a man of negotiation. I know you are. <laughs> I've, you know, I'm waiting for your TED talk on negotiation. Just so you know, <laughs> I'm gonna have to get on this. Yeah, like it's like you can negotiate pretty good with Klondike bars. I'm just gonna say I, that. Really, right now. I didn't it's really, like, I didn't, because no one's had a Klondike bar in such a long time. They see that it's just the whole ball. Oh, it is a, honestly i have i have a whole like segment of reels that i'm filming <laughs> called what would you do for a project car based on the Klondike, Klondike bar, bar commercials yeah because yeah. they're so fried into my brain i'm telling you man so they're yeah. legit yeah. they're legit okay so 400 dollars in klondike bars got you a running integra oh it was not running so oh, okay it was a colleague and she got that car for her boyfriend because her boyfriend wanted uh uh that car and okay she paid a lot of money for that car because okay. we so carmax gets trade-ins okay no one else can buy the trade-ins other than the people that are working in carmax so we can buy the trade-ins plus a fee oh and then if there's any repairs required that aren't the minimum like meet the minimum spec yeah they have to be done before we're allowed to buy them okay so i've i've tested a few cars that i almost bought i almost bought a hyundai genesis that was dinged out but then i found out it was tuned because they left the dyno sheet in the owner's manual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew it was tuned because when I opened it, it had the heat shield was missing on the turbo that had uh, basically the wastegate. Yeah. Where they screwed, uh, you can screw in the wastegate and basically kind of shut it to get more boost. And that was a cheating way of getting more boost. Got it. So that kind of led me to believe that because it wasn't running right. It had like a check engine. It was like misfiring when it was at full throttle. It wasn't running right at all. And then I had a look, and then I saw, like, okay, that's not right. And then as I was trying to diagnose it, and then here, here's a dyno sheet, and it's like, hey, you got, like, 40 more horsepower off this tune, and you boosted it up to, like, five or six pounds more or something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm taking this back. Yeah, no, this is, good move. This is damaged goods, baby. Yeah, I don't yeah. want that. Good move. So at that time, uh, um, she got that, that Integra got taken in, but the tires were bald. Okay. And Carmax will not sell that with ball tires, so she had to get new tires on it. So she got all four wheel tires on it to sell it to Carmax to for Carmax to so to for buy Carmax it from to her. sell it to her. Oh, so gotcha, like gotcha. Somebody okay. traded in that car. Yeah, and she worked at Carmax. I work at Carmax, and got it. Okay. And it was there for a certain price, which would have been like you know six hundred bucks or whatever, whatever Carmax offered. And the way CarMax operates is that the the way they, they make money is like they'll buy whatever cars are still new within 10 years, now 12 years, I think they extended it. 
if it's good and it's under 120,000 miles, they'll keep it, refurbish it, and then put it in the front lot. Okay. If it's over, at the time it was 10 years, if it was over 10 years, they would wholesale it and sell it at auctions. Okay. And then someone else, like private dealers, would buy those cars. And those are the ones that you would see in their lots for like four or five grand. Right, right. Because they would buy it at auction and then sell it to to the consumer. Um, so she saw it and we're allowed, until it's left, like while it's there, it's within our access. So we can literally just kind of put a reservation on it and then pay it. So we'll pay, we pay what CarMax charge, what CarMax bought the car for plus like a fee and or whatever add-on depending on the years and stuff like that. And we can keep those cars. That's a perk of being a CarMax employee. Uh, I know, hint to everyone else, if you had doubts, you can work CarMax. That's one of the nice perks. They won't pay you that great, but But it's a good perk. Yeah, you get a good deal on a car. Somebody got an NSX for 40 grand. Are you serious? It was an automatic. I'm going to get an application right now. I know, right? (laughs) I think, who was it? I think it was Throttle or the driver, I forgot. But they they made an article about that saying this, this guy... Somebody traded in their NSX and got forty grand for it, and Why? they just. I, I mean, there are like non-car enthusiasts so that own these cars. Keep in mind, there are non-car enthusiasts, but there's also people that don't know the value, and on top of that, are people that don't want to deal with trying to sell it, like That's because a big of thing. theft, yeah, and everything going on. Like it's like where I'm in Washington, it's like we're the second highest rated state in theft. Really? Yeah, so there's yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Or oh. major theft issue we're going on, and um, all of it you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. But uh, what I will say, queuing into the roofing stuff, I was like, I'm never doing a roof again. I'd rather just start a whole crime syndicate of kettle converters before I do a roof again. <laughs> so I just wouldn't have to do a roof. Pay. I'd rather pay someone. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, like so. Long story short, uh, she she took it in. Uh, she got it. She paid for all this stuff. Boyfriend drove it because their cars can get stolen, right? He wanted to put a kill switch on it. Yeah, which yeah. Which is the right thing to do. Oh, absolutely. He knows nothing about cars. Knows nothing about a gear, a wrenching, nothing. There's I don't fault about- you, but I'm still disappointed. Yeah, no, I get you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, he wired it. I don't know how he did it, but he wired it, and then he went, like, two days later, went to O'Reilly's, and the car wouldn't start. Oh. So the car wouldn't start and they had to tow it home and they paid a massive towing fee and then they had to tow it at CarMax and that was the towing fee itself. And she was like, and I saw the car and like, what's going on? And it's like, yeah, I'm just giving you the CarMax. Like, how much are they offering? It's like only 200 bucks. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, because it's a non-running car. If it's non-running cars, they will not give you any money for it. Yeah, yeah. They'll give you like a disposal fee of, of like running, like so you get something, but they won't give you money. And I'm like, I looked at it and I'm like, can I just try it? And I'm like, here. And I tried starting the car and it would crank. And I'm like, that's all I needed to see. Yeah. And it's just like, you started, you sounded healthy and that's it. Like you didn't run, but I heard you crank. Yeah, yeah. That's enough of a sign for me. Yeah. So I went back and I'm like, I'll give you 400 bucks and a box of Klondex for it. <laughs> And she's like, you're on. <laughs> and then I got it and I get, I paid her and then I got the car and I diagnosed it and it was a kill switch. Oh my God. So it wasn't even a big thing. Yeah. It was the kill switch. He just wired it wrong. It just went bad because of how he wired it. Have you told her this? Actually, it's funny you say that. So she, later on she asked me, he's like, 
I got to know what was it because she saw me driving into work with it. Oh, and, you were rubbing it in her face. Oh, no, dude. It was like I was driving a truck. I'm like, I, dude, this is saving me gas. Are you kidding me? I yeah. knew the value of this car just MPG-wise. It was yeah. value. And, and I'm like, she's like, what was it? I was like, oh, are you sure you want to know? And she's like, <laughs> yeah. It was a kill switch. She's like, I knew it. And I like, she just kind of like gave that smile. I was like, I'm going to so rub it in his face. Just, just, I told him not to touch the car. I told him to leave it alone. He didn't listen. Oh my. And I'm just God. like, I'm sorry. He's like, yeah, don't worry about it. And you should have known. And they got a, they got an ace gen civic, like the same civic Jaime has. Yeah. That's yeah. What the, that was the next car that they got for him. So that's the next car you're going to be driving into. The- no, no. <laughs> yeah. I think she quit afterwards. Jeez, so, man. That's so, oh God. Yeah. Stories, right? I know. Like, dude, like he's like, his girlfriend's, I don't I never had a girlfriend buying me cars. Like that's yeah. That's, that's, well, she had the connection and she can get it. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I want that car. So and yeah. I, I, I get it. That's... You need a kill switch. I get it for those cars. Absolutely, you dude. Need I, it. I go ghetto. I just yank the main relay. <laughs> but and walk uh, with it. Okay. Yeah. So because you know, yeah, right? Yeah. But still, like, if you're if you've made an installation and your car stops working, that's a very clear indication that that's the problem. But that's you and me thinking on it. You when, think so? Yeah, I do. Because okay. we've gone through this already. Yeah. We've made the mistakes. We've made the mistakes. <laughs> and we've and we've struggled and suffered to try and fix it or paid somebody to fix it and then yeah. found out the hard way. And I told her, get it fixed. It, it, it's fine. Like, why don't you pay? And I was trying because I felt bad. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't you just send it to a mechanic? And she's like, we don't want to spend any more money on the car. We're done. We're done. We're not spending anymore. Hey, you win. You win, and right? I'm like, all you right. Win. It's yeah. like, all right. You open the ball. Here's so, some ice cream. <laughs> here's the Klondike, and here's the 400. Baby. Yeah, and I got that car and stuff. But let's move on to the E46. You've now entered the German sphere <sighs> of car ownership. Re-entered. Yes, re-entered. 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 Because I, which was with... a very frustrating experience for you. All times, all the time. Yeah, I mean, the you, yeah. There was, there were. I mean, what? Let, let's just rattle off like the high level list. Of all the things you went through <sighs> before track life happened. On the E46 or in German cars in general? E46. Okay. So I got the E46. I got, I picked it up. It was actually in Ventura. My buddy Ben was the one that like kind of like sold Ventura to, here, yeah, Ventura? Yeah, Ventura County. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Like up in Ventura. Yeah, California car. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Um, it was, it wasn't in Ventura. It was like, uh, it's right in between like Mammoth Mountain and Ventura. I'm trying to think. It was like in the middle of nowhere. Desert. I couldn't tell you. Like Lone Pine area. If you know where Lone Pine is. Uh, okay, 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 yeah. Um, and the dude was selling it for three grand. Okay. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah it, I tried. I People thought he sold it and then it came back online and he's selling it for sure. And I talked to my buddy Ben. And Ben is like a full BMW German, like Third Reich. It it's the best car you can ever get. It's yeah, pump- Third Reich. Yeah, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, it's like he firmly believes in the German car brand. Yeah, shout out to Ben, dude. Yeah, shout out to Ben. Benny Boo, love you, buddy. <laughs> getting this. It's like, dude, it's like, welcome back. It's like you, you knew it was the, the, the supreme car, so why would you ever go to another car? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh, I hate you, Ben, so much. Yeah, he's like yeah. that. He loves port. He's a hardcore porsche fan oh okay that's his dream is to have a porsche yeah and he and he hustles hard he's a great real estate agent so yeah ben wilkinson if you're looking for a house in the california agent he's the guy you want to have to he's the no bs guy and if you're a car guy 
he'll lay it to you straight. Like, like that's that's the guy you want. Like, okay, if you okay. want to sell your house? He's hardcore. Man, that dude's got like 100 uh like if there was a level like Skyrim level, yeah. like he's got 100 level speech skill. Like he's <laughs> yeah. he's good. He's okay. he's the guy you want. It's super down to earth too. And he won't lie to you either. Like if there's if you're looking for a place and he'll tell you, "Hey, this is what's going on." And this is that's why you, you now own an E46, yeah. Yeah, I know the biggest mistake. Second biggest mistake. <laughs> So he talked me into it. Uh, yeah. He's like, I'll go pick it up. I'm like, okay, you get it. I'll drive down there. And so I flew down there. I flew to Venturi, picked me up, and we got to see the car. He already picked it up. And I'm like, okay, it starts. It's got, like, some issues. So we diagnosed it. I replaced, like, a MAF sensor, a hose, a couple of ignition coils, brand-new spark plugs, changed the oil. And we're like, and then it was smelling sweet. Oh, like as if like it has diabetes, like either diabetes or a blown head gasket. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like yeah. that's that coolant sweet smell. I know yeah. that smell. That's not. And I was blowing steam. I'm like, uh, is this thing? Yeah, yeah, are we done? And yeah, there was no coolant in the oil. There was no coolant in the cool. Uh, there was that's no oil. What my in the car's coolant. doing right now. Yeah, there was nothing. Yeah, it's like it was still running. And I was like, okay, we changed everything. We thought it was like a, it had a vacuum leak, so we thought it was a vacuum leaks and everything else. And I drove that sucker from Ventura all the way back to Washington. Are you serious? And I did fourteen hours. Oh my god, you were on a mission, dude. I was driving that car. Oh my, you did fourteen hours yeah. to Washington. Yeah, and I'm not. And I'm not even going to ask how fast you were going. Yeah, wow, let's like not, let's not mention that. Yeah, no, on to Portland. So standard is 18 I hours. would do like 16. 16, 18 hours with body breaks. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. You really went all in on the German car. Yeah, man. I was like, it was stuck at three grand the whole time. It's just, eh. Oh, really? Yeah, it was just, I kept it there and I wouldn't go any faster. And I noticed it would shimmy in the mountains as it was turning. So, and I feel like one tire was just hopping. Yeah, yeah. Just, just hopping. I'm like... So it was like, all right, well, I'll just lay it my back. Because once you're in the canyons, it's more fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you make more smooth brain decisions. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's obligatory. So yeah. I the only so as I was in the mountains, I was like, I was just on this car. And I was like, I was, I'm like all right, this car is, I, I'm starting to understand a little bit the yeah. appeal for it. And finally got it. And it got to it. There was only one shaky spot. And that was when I was like, it started pouring rain. And I was driving this car, and because of that wire, uh, wire that tire, I come to find out it was uh, the one of the bushings for the rear trailing arm. Okay, the aluminum trailing, it was completely shot. The bottom ball joint was shot, like okay. shot, like clearance, like quarter inch clearance, just wobbling. It sucks, but it's an easy fix. Yeah, the problem was that I was like committed to a corner, and there was a rig right next to me, and I'm just seeing this car slowly shift towards the rig. On the inside oh, of the corner. No. And I'm like, all right, let's just ease all the throttles. Just like, ooh. I'm like, okay, I saved you. Okay, yeah. we're good. We're good. So let's do 14 hours, not 13 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I think we're good now. Yeah. And so I made it with daylight. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, cool, we're home. And then I started tearing away at the car. And um, that's when the pain real began really set in yeah yeah that's when you start questioning decisions in life yeah and and you you chronicled this through like your instagram stories and i was like following some of the issues that you were having <sighs> and the question that i had was like did you know what you were getting yourself into were these all surprises because you had to 
Did you rebuild the motor, or what did you have to do to the motor? So, I knew it was going to happen. Like, I I did not have high expectations. Right. But the worst part is when everything lines up, and it's looking really good. Yeah. And then something you were not expecting just hits in. Yeah. Like, that lower ball joint, I just see it, and it was just that much play. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm trying to prep this thing, and this happens. Yeah. Um. The engine, like I got everything done. I was like, no worries, I'll just fix it. Cause that that was at the tail end. Like the cage was done, seat was in, everything was done. It was it was lining up to being I'm ready. By you next were week. quick, man. You were super quick. Oh, not even, dude. It not felt even. that way. It was. It felt like a span of two weeks where you were like, oh, cage, stripping the car, uh, like doing all these I different wish. things. It was a year long project. Really? Yeah, yeah. And the reason because it worked. Because uh, during the pandemic, I was getting orders left and right. Uh, so it was like 2021 i was just doing 2020 it was year long in the sense that you weren't really paying attention to the car but once you started working it was quick uh yeah so in the span of like the stuff i was knocking them out it was just matter a matter of making the time happen right so i had everything ready to basically do a track day because i was starving like 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 junkie status starving yeah to, to just touch the track again and you know, I was like, I'm gonna change the oil, and as soon as I popped over in the the filter, it looked like a caramel uh, pumpkin spice Ooh. latte. I was so pissed off. Yeah, I was so pissed off because I did the compression check. I did because I was hoping it's like maybe a line to bust it and mix both of them up because I don't know Germans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Germans. Like, yeah, and I'm like maybe that happened and we're good. And it passed the compression test. It passed the block check. Okay, yeah. It passed the block check. So I've been told and that it'll like, pass. I tested it. It didn't change colors. Then I passed the block check. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. And I was in the Specky 46 um, Facebook group, and I was updating them, and I was like showing all the feeds and stuff like that because a lot of guys are in the middle or like at the beginning or tempted to start those projects. So I'm just like yeah. filling in all the gaps that nobody else is doing. And I was like, fine, we'll do we'll do. Everyone said do a, do a leak down test. That's the only way. That's yeah. the only way. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, fine. So one looked fine. I was like, two was like, all right, it looked a little okay. And then I checked the third one, and it had a jacuzzi at the, you know, uh, at the coolant <sighs> reservoir, yeah. just bubbling. And uh, and then I could hear it at the um, oil cap. Yeah, yeah. By the oil filling. It's just, and I'm like, so that's what crushing dreams sound like. Yeah. <laughs> so at that point, I was fed up. Yeah. I was done. And I was, that's when I started looking for another car, and that's when Ben convinced me. I was like, just test out five cars and then go with that. And so the E46, I got um, – I was going to give up, and then there was a post of somebody selling uh, an M54 B30, like the engine, the 3-liter engine for the for the 330 in, uh, car for the spec E46, and he was like about an hour, two hours away from me. I'm like – he's like, yeah, it runs. The only reason we're swapping is because they're going with a V8 swap. Okay. And it was a CHP. Uh, engine which okay had, like the 10 horsepower and all this other stuff i'm like how much and he's like well we have a head for uh well, i think he said for like a head for 300 or 400 dollars and the engine for like 700 dollars or something like i'm like damn and i'm like i'll give you um Klondike 800 bars. <laughs> bucks for the engine he's like tell you what give me a grand and i'll give you the engine and a fresh head that i machined for i'm okay. like okay you're on yeah. And so I went to pick it up and that's when I posted I was like, Hey, I guess I had to change our the, the German gods have smiled upon me. <laughs> and yeah. 
Cause I got that. I got the engine. I got a whole bunch of other like like the head gasket and everything else. I got all the gear to replace the head, basically yeah. on top of the engine and the head itself for a grand. And I was like, okay, we're back in the game. We're back in the game. So I got that engine and I tore it apart and refreshed everything. New timing chains. Um, I replaced the the bearings because even though it's not an S fifty four, I don't want to do this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I would do the same thing. I'm yeah. like, I'm already there. I might as well replace it. Yeah. And everyone's like, what you go with? I just went with OEM German stuff. Like whatever the manufacturer did, I'm just going with that. I don't want to argue. I don't want to like f- play with aftermarket stuff. I'm just going to keep it cla- Kelly classic and just do what I have to do. Uh, and then on the engine that I'm taking out, I'll rebuild that one and do it exceptionally. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I got a, another engine. I threw it in. It started. It wasn't leaking. It wasn't overheating. And then I did a track day with it, and damn, did it shine after that. Because I was with, what, like three-year-old shot tires or three- to four-year-old shot 400 treadwear tires, and then one five- to six-year-old shot um, 600 treadwear tire because it had mismatched tires. <laughs> of course. Um, and I took it to the track, and that car was so good. That car, like, stock aged like fine milk um 160k suspension and the car was just taking every turn exceptionally well and you know i'm I'm sure i transitioned from front wheel drive to rear wheel drive and i've driven rear wheel drive but i've never like really gotten into it so it was a new and i was taking it conservatively as at the first one i was like we'll see what blows up and i'll leave the traction control on and nothing happened and then that's when i found out that like germans are like we'll have like two stages of, of traction control, which is the first one you, you press it and it disables the traction control. But if it feels that the yaw angle is too off, it'll cut power. Right. Which I thought it was the engine going off. Cause I didn't know about that. I was like, did I screw this engine off? Oh, here we and go then again. I was like, and then I researched, I was like, no, you gotta like press it and hold it and then it'll blink and yeah. then it'll give you all this other stuff off. I'm like, okay. And then I drove and then it became a fun car and it was very predictable. It was very fun very nimble and this was on shot tires and the best part was on the track days that i was doing i was like bmw cca yeah so there were other like 330s and 330 ci's there yeah so i can like you know see where i'm at right and i don't know what it was i think it's me i think it's me because i apparently i look like i'm pissed off when i'm like at the track because i'm focused so i, I yeah kinda, like have that pouty face I yes guess. a resting bitch face yeah 100 <laughs> percent. like i didn't want to yeah. say it but you nailed it um, yeah yeah uh but i got along with everyone else but the bmw 330 guys really yeah interesting even the older bmw guys that had like an m2 and stuff like that yeah. and everyone else but I, I just couldn't click with those guys the guys that i wanted to click originally yeah. with it was just but i was like i didn't care let's see where you're at and they would have now i watched their cars they have like track tires and nice wheels and suspension like their car was doctored up right like it's a straight car yeah yeah but it was like it was set up it yeah yeah nice some had graphics and had like a half cage and all this good stuff and here's my smooth brain ass just freaking diving into it and just 
reaming these guys are with shot tires. Like they would take the track conservative. I just throw the car in. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. throw the car in every track, like as if it was the Rio. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'll just collect because I would feel it rotate. Yeah. And you can adjust adjust the throttle to to adjust the rotation. Yeah. It was so nimble, predictable, and fun. No, on stock 160k suspension. Yeah. And shot tires. And I was like, I was just having a blast. And there's sometimes that the car would just step out, and I would just collect it. And it got to a point, especially when the tires were so shot. Like after like five track days those tires are like nothing they're they're roller After skates five like you mismatched 400 square wear tires you waited five track days that was the most shocking part about seeing this the fact that you were doing this on I on these type of sure tires i wanted this car yeah okay before I threw more money at that, it. <laughs> yeah okay and like by the like sixth seventh i was like all right it's, it's time and i and the best part was you knew you were the tires were done when you would see the corner workers, yeah, right, they would just be going like this <laughs> and give me like cowabunga signs because I was throwing the car, I was basically drifting the car at, at one point. And I was talking to the older gentleman because sometimes I would just step the car so far off that I people would thought I would spin, and right? There was a car behind me, yeah, and I didn't see it. And I'd go after the track, and it's like, hey, I'm the blue guy in the blue BMW. And I got to all the corner workers and even the staff of the track events would know me as a blue BMW guy. Yeah. Because the tires would scream so loud at track <laughs> and the car would be rotated, so over rotated to basically clear. And I would still clear it every time. Yeah. Every there goes time. the drifter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was the point to like uh, Derek was, we were doing a tractor together and he would hear tire screeching. I was like, oh yeah, that's Eli. Oh, oh man. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, that's So you bad. are officially team German now. Uh, I won't say I'm I'm committed to it, but I'm committed because of the car counts. Mm. I am. Mm. I I know I know it doesn't seem like it. No, mm. I know. No, nobody. Was oh, it because I mentioned that I want the Porsche? <laughs> it was because that's literally the next step of a BMW owner, and then and then number, but like primarily, like whenever anyone speaks this excitedly about driving a bmw it's because that's the camp that they are now in so i'll be honest with, it's funny because ben asked me the same thing he's like are you team bmw i was like dude i don't care if it'd be you know uh what was it a freaking dodge dart or you know uh soviet yugo yeah if there's a car count and i'm having a great time i'm gonna i'm gonna drive that car and have a great time either way yeah like either way uh but i as much disdain I ha- as I have for the brand of German cars, I, like I'm not gonna lie, it's a well, perfectly well made car. It is a great value track car, especially in this day and age where everything's so overinflated. Uh, cars predictable, simple. Yeah, it requires a lot of work, like welding, you know, subframe yep. reinforcements so it doesn't tear the rear end apart, and front and rear and all this other stuff. And then the top bars, like there's a lot of reinforcement that requires. But out of the box, I'm not gonna lie, they they did really good as far as a little track capable car. So um, outside all of that, mm-hmm. all I hear is your team BMW. <laughs> hashtag BMW, hashtag Eli BMW, until hashtag get, Third Reich. Until I get a, a, a <laughs> Porsche. Anyway. Oh, of course. Actually, the, I got some news for that's, you about that's that. That's the logical though. next step. You're What, you're getting a Porsche? Uh, it's still in the works, but I don't want to, I don't want to spend that. I don't want the car payment. Yeah, so I did, that's I did rough. The, I did the maths. Yeah. And the maths was telling me I was going to make an over a grand car payment, not including the insurance. Oh, you don't want to do that. 
You don't want to do that. You know what? What the master was telling me is like, do you realize how much track time we would get a month on a grand? Oh, like imagine they give you a grand and said you can only do this on track days. I'm like, no, I would never. And that's why I stuck back to the 46 versus buying another uh, newer car and stuff. Yeah, not maybe for like, I don't get around brand new car, fine, but a track car, I'm not gonna put a thousand dollars a month on. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, daily street. I mean, it's a good car. It's just that I, might be a little different. I might a, encourage I mean, you. You to realize do that. the Supra would be a, a grand payment, right? No way. Yeah, they're about fifty-five. They're the same price as a Cayman. That's not a grand a month. Yeah, a zero down payment. Uh, even with like five grand down payment at at today's interest rates is oh. what is what you're describing. Oh no, at today's like, interest like rate, five be six. like fifteen hundred. That'd be like a house payment at that point. No way. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, so Re- the, the no. way I got my numbers. So a way I I use the CarMax uh, calculator, car payment co- calculator. Okay, and that's what told me you you're gonna be paying a grand if you put like this much money down. And I I think I was putting like five grand down or something like that. What the yeah. hell? But the car's fifty five grand, dude. Yeah. What? Yeah, I know, right? I feel like that a thousand a month car payment is like didn't you, eighty grand. Didn't you do like an uh, a a post uh, an episode when you said the average car payment was like a grand yeah well it was 700 yeah, aver- to a grand it, it had no the average car payment at least last year i don't know where it is now was over a grand this year so yeah. i mean when you think about it that way it's it's more realistic as far as like what you're getting all right so i i pulled up a calculator okay okay so let's fifth let's call a supra fifty five thousand. Mm-hmm. what's a fair interest rate for current for today seven God, I don't need. No, that's housing. Car, used car wise, it's way higher. Really? Yeah. Used car wise is way like, higher. Let's buddy. talk 800 credit score. Even 800 credit score. It's really? Still, yeah, it's pretty high. You'd have to, that's why I use the CarMax calculator because they would tell me everything. So, like, what's really high? Like 10% or 15? Dude, I've seen it. Remember when I sent you that meme about that couple? Like, this guy, this girl, God bless this girl, you know, she helped co-finance a dodge like uh scat pack to oh yeah that was 15 percent. yeah uh no the eight power was 25 dude oh no not doing that she yeah. didn't she probably had a 500 credit score i'm like, just like uh, oh god pain. let's do 10 okay fine we'll let's do, do 10. 10 and that's you being nice and then sales tax here is let's call it nine and then registration car registration what the hell? Excellent credit score, interest rate ten percent. Sixty months? Uh, yeah. Now you can go. I think you can go to eighty-four or ninety. It's ridiculous. Let's do. Let's do seventy-two months. Excellent credit score. This thing is saying excellent credit score is at four point four percent. But let's do ten. I don't believe that. Not which for a used puts car. It at Not pull. for a used new car. I can see that used car. There's no way. Yeah, maybe that's that's what it. Amount. You're right. Amount finance fifty five thousand a thousand thirty seven dollars a month. Told you. I'm not paying ten percent. I'm never ever <laughs> ever taking ten per a, a loan at ten percent. I'm not gonna do that ever. Fuck that. 
I will walk to wherever I need to walk to. <laughs> YOLO, Hell John. no. YOLO, John. No <laughs> way. This is insane. To pay $1,000 a month for a Supra, and I know I'm offending people right now, and I'm sorry, um, but I'm not going to do this. Here's the thing, Hanson. This is, I am outraged. Here's for, the thing. People are paying that yes. for a Supra. They're paying it for like a oh. Suburban. They're paying it for a Tahoe. Oh, They're paying right. it for a Cadillac. You're They're right. They're paying it for an F two fifty Super Booty. You're so uh, right. A diesel. Yeah. That, and they're paying more because uh, like the trucks, they're like seventy four. Like they're like ninety grand. Yeah. I'm like, why the hell am I gonna buy a truck when I can buy a Corvette for that kind of money? Like Jeez, a C eight Corvette man. or a Porsche GT four, Cayman. Oh my God, man. That is nuts. Yeah, I know. I'd write a country song about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is ridiculous, man. This <sighs> is absolutely insane. And, oh, my God. Yeah. But you know what? Let Honestly, we have to pivot because I am going to be outraged if we continue talking yeah, I about see this. The triggers. <laughs> we need to get to our game because this has gone on for too long. Oh, yeah, yeah. We need to get to the end of the episode, which this week it's going to be used car price is right. So each of us have five listings prepared. Yes. And each round we will present one listing and the other will have to guess the price. If the guess goes over, it's an automatic loss. The winner of each round is the one that gets the closest to the listing price. If both go over, no one gets a point. In the case of a tie, we will go to sudden death, rock, paper, scissors. Ah, I love this. All right. So we're going to go one for one. I'm going to go first. Okay. You're allowed to ask as many questions as you want. Okay. All right. But let's not belabor it. And I will do the same with yours. Okay. And I'm going to go first. Each listing that we've selected is from our local area, so you've selected from your local area. Yep, Vancouver, Washington. Yeah. This is going to be awesome because <laughs> yeah. there's the references. We'll see just how different it is. Yeah. So the first one, a 2007 BMW 335 Coupe. Okay. Uh, it's listed as it can run up to 500 horsepower with modifications but isn't actually modified. Okay. The owner has had it for eight years. Mm-hmm. And it has 173,000 miles. It's Dang. an automatic transmission, and that's where I stop. Nine grand. Nine grand. Okay, you give me yours, and then we'll see who's the farthest from, from right. the score. I'm going to give you that. We're gonna, I was going to give you something same German to match, but no, okay. this is just as fun. This okay. is a 1995 Daigatsu mini truck. It's a K truck. Oh, shit. Yep. So it runs on propane. It drives great. Uh, it's not perfect as far as like, I'd say, like perfections and stuff like that. Um, it's a two wheel drive. Okay, uh, so it's an import. Yep, it's legal. Yeah. In Washington, eleven thousand. No. No, I went over. Oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. $2400 for a K truck. Oh my god, you get a point for oh my tw- really? Yeah. That's what they cost out here? Well, you guys can't get them, but we can get them. So as a result, they're cheap. Yeah. 
Well, there. I mean, some of them sell them for like six grand and stuff, depending on like a Honda Acting that's four wheel drive with a weird locking diff. So you guessed nine thousand. Oh, according to the rules, the car is actually listed at sixty five hundred. Ooh. So you went over. So yeah, neither, yeah. neither neither of us, us get a it's point. A, it's a tie. It's a tie. Oh, neither of us get a point. All right, on to the next car. All right, nineteen sixty seven Chevy Camaro. It's an old restoration. Has been in storage for 15 years. The bench seat is starting to split, and it has a transmission replacement. 25 grand. Okay. Okay. I'm making a note of that. You go. All right. A 1995 Nissan R33 Skyline GTR V Spec. Fucking hell. Silver, pristine condition. So now that you've got me on the import on the first one, I'm a little lost on this one. So 1990, what year was 1995. it? 1995. 1995. R33 Skyline. GTR. R33 GTR, 1995. V-spec. R33, I would argue, is probably... 40T, 42K miles. <sighs> and 42K kilometers. 400, yeah, kilometers. Okay. Uh, Nismo 400R lip, side skirts and rear bumper. Olin's adjustable suspension, HKS intercooler piping, HKS braced exhaust. Oh my god! So okay, so in California, it would cost an extra ten grand to own that car. Twenty-eight. 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 Really? <laughs> Is that your final answer? <laughs> Am I that far off? Yeah, it has to be. I'm not going to change it. Seventy four thousand. Yeah, that's what those cars cost now, dude. The the JDM Tex is real. Okay, so you didn't go over. You guessed twenty five thousand on my Camaro. It's actually twenty seven thousand. Ooh, that's not bad. So you were almost spot on. I was unbelievably <laughs> far off on my guess, dude. If it was for so- twenty five in that condition, I would have just owned a thirty three and talked about that whole car, the whole podcast, dude. Honestly, honestly, the whole Washington thing completely threw me off. This is awesome because you have no reference, <laughs> and neither do I. Yeah, no, that was all. Our stuff is so overinflated oh, over there, and uh, here you can get it for like oh, like pennies on the dollar. I don't know. It's 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 oh god, seventy four. That listing is kind of, I think that listing's a little cuckoo for sure. <laughs> All right, on to number Dude, 3 for keep me. Keep in mind an R34 now GTR went for over 250 grand. It's in the 250s now. Yeah. I think I just haven't kept up to date with those cars cuz I'm still me, I just, knew they were six figures, but I was thinking like 150, 175. It's absurd, dude. It's absurd. Like no way is an R34 going to be better than a GT3 RS. No. There's no way. No way. No way. No way. I don't know like I guess even I mean, a GT4 if, Cayman RS. If you have there's no throw, way. If you have throwaway money like that, I can see you spending it, but otherwise it just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. My number 3. A 1994 Civic Del Sol. Yeah, S- baby. SI. Notable items on the listing, cold, cold air conditioning. It's a clean title vehicle with 186,000 miles. Uh, the exterior is rated by the owner as a 9 out of 10, and the interior as an 8 out of 10. 3,500. 3,500. Okay. Here we go. Now your turn. All right. 
we're keeping it import, but we're like spicing it up, yeah, in Korean style. So, 2013 Hyundai Genesis Coupe 2.0 Turbo R Spec Coupe two door. Okay, it's got 36,000. Oh wait, 38,000 miles manual transmission. Okay, 2019. It's a Genesis. Oh, 2013. Sorry, 2013. Okay. Uh, okay. 2013 Genesis. Hyundai Genesis. It's got uh, ISR quad exhaust and downpipe. Is it the 2.0? Yep, it's a 2.0 turbo. Okay. Um, now, bear in mind, it does have a salvage title. Oh, yeah. man. Dude, we're keeping this ball. spicy, baby. Curve we're throwing ball. this. We're keeping a Korean spicy, baby. Oh, curveball. Um, yeah, we're going to use all your neurons on your brain right oh, now. Oh, that's... Dude, <laughs> yeah, this one's... Uh, okay, 8,000. 8,000. 8,000. Okay. Okay. You guessed 3,500 mm-hmm. on the Dell Soul. It's listed at 48. So you are 1,300 under. Oh. Where am I? Here you go. Oh, man. 12,5 to my 8. I really wanted to go with 10, but that still wouldn't have given me the victory. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, this is good, right? I am so far off. $1,200 for a 2.0 T Genesis. With the salvage title. From 2013. I feel like I feel there's probably a lot of crack smoking in Washington, huh? Uh, a lot of fentanyl cases we're having. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So uh, let's move on to number four. All right, all right. A 1989 Nissan 300ZX GS. 300ZX. Yes. God, I love that. My mom's here. Notable listing. Notable items from the listing. Run strong, fast car. Transmission doesn't slip. Body has no visible damage. It's a very rare collectible classic, according to the listing. Last year of this body style and comes with a brand new car cover. 9K. 9K. Okay, sir. 9K. Let's go with yours. All right. You ready for this one? I am not. <laughs> 1963. Oh, 1963. Porsche. Damn. 356. Manual transmission. Uh, my, miles are 99,000, but it's not really accurate. It's a rust-free, 75 horsepower. Originally, it was an ivory car. It's uh, painted all in black right now, primer black. Mm. It had some rust uh, repairs, but it has zero rust. Fresh brakes, suspension. This is a rolling project that runs great. I feel like uh, I'm giving people license to sell me cars right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 25. Is that your final answer? Oh, my God. It has to be. It has to be. I'm going to leave it at 25. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right. 49. Okay. Oh, okay. I, that's not what I had pictured in my head for a 63 Porsche 356. 49. The good thing, though, is on the 300ZX, it's 7995, Woo! and you went over. That gives me the point on the win. Six originally. You guessed 9K. Yeah. Uh, so now 
You have two points. I have one. Going to the last one. This one's for the victory. All right. I'm on. I'm this in one's it. for the victory. In it to win it, baby. In it to win it. So uh, here we go. A 2000 Toyota Celica GTS. Imported JDM motor with 70,000 miles on it. Third owner on the car. The listing includes a comment that says it's a project car suitable for someone willing to invest the time and effort. Ooh. Clean title, 191,000 miles. Is it running? It is running. It is running. I'm going to go 6K. 6K. Okay, 6K. Noting that down. Now you go with your last option. All right, 2016. Okay. Porsche. Okay. Cayman. Okay. GT4. 24,000 miles manual transmission, so it's non-PDK. GT4 came in 2016 2016 GT4 came in man like I'm 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 gonna be honest with you you're you're close on this one with the sell you're god you're you're you might be the used car whisperer I'm gonna go damn I'll just have you know, I have a PhD in Facebook marketplace studies. <laughs> <laughs> 2016 Cayman GT4. <sighs> Cayman GT4. I don't even like, I'm, I'm having a hard time grabbing a concept of what the GT4 means in so, 2016. I'm going, okay. But you know, the GT4 is basically a track car. Yeah. Yeah. I'm aware. I just... The pricing is where I'm ninety one thousand ninety one. Yeah, damn. Yeah, that's good. All right, all right. Ninety four thousand. Oh my god. So on your six thousand dollar gas with a Toyota Celica, I'm gonna leave a pause right here for a drum roll if I get the chance to edit it in. Sixty eight hundred on the Celica. Woo! Mr. Eli Villa, you are the victor of the first ever used oh, car Price is Right. You beat yes. me at three to one mm. on the game. God damn it. America, <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh, so bad. I was proud of myself on the last one, though. I will say that. But... I came, I saw, I marketplaced. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely have a PhD in marketplace. You got three out of five, man, where you were Woo! pretty close. Three out of five. Eli, it's been a pleasure. It's been the longest episode so far of the new 91 Octane. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to have a conversation with oh, you. It's been awesome. Thank you for the Japanese whiskey that oh, helped this episode happen. It's great. Um, any last words? Anything you want to shout out? Any any Anything you want to say? Shout out to everyone, the listeners. Thank you for listening. You guys are awesome. Um, Bike Cafe Carrera. Good coffee. It was great seeing you. It's great seeing everyone develop. Um, for all the friends that I didn't get a chance to see, I love you all. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys when I spend more time here in California. 
uh it's super awesome just great to see everyone else i'm hoping to do some more track days with everyone you and everyone else included even if i just get to see you guys it's it's a win for me it sounds so. good man all love all love thank you for listening this has been 91 octane you can find us at 91octane.com that is all letters no numbers also like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast Follow us on Instagram at 91octane if you want to send us any emails, whether it be hate mail or nice mail, info at 91octane.com. Have a good night.